in a global industry where anything can happen, where mistakes can cost far more than dollars. One oil and gas sales expert, one HSE professional, and the greatest PPE provider on the planet must come together. Two men, one brand, one mission. Red Wings Oil and Gas HSE Podcast with Mark LaCour and Patrick Pister starts now. Hey, this is Mark LaCour, and this show is for everybody who has an interest in HSE in the oil and gas industry. Brought to you by Red Wing, the leaders in PPE, ensuring your people go home safe every day. Joining me today is my guest, guest co-host, Paige Wilson. How are you doing, Paige? Pretty good. How are you, Mark? I'm doing awesome. We're sitting here at OTC, and I'm telling you, Paige, I have not seen this much energy at OTC in the last five years. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty uh, chaotic. Yeah, and the first thing we did when we came here is did what? We went to the Baker Hughes booth. Right, for lanyards. For lanyards. And guess who we have sitting next to us? Well, I can see him. Jack Hinton. Jack Hinton with Baker Hughes. How are hey, you doing, Mark, Jack? Hey, Paige. Good to see you again. Glad to have you here, Jack. I, I, I appreciate the fact that you made the trip just to come join us on the podcast. I, I did. I actually came down here. Because I knew you were very close to our booth and it wasn't that far of a walk. No, that's not the reason. I had such a great time on your show before and said, that's, a, that's really a great podcast. Oh, and now because really I was standing in. in for Patrick too, yeah, right? Well, and Paige is really what made it. I just happened to be there at the meeting. <laughs> yeah, anybody that's walking by, this is the Red Wing HSD podcast. This is the number three podcast globally in the oil and gas industry. We're recording live from OTC 2018. And Jack, you're in charge of health, safety, and environment at Baker Hughes. But you also are working with our industry as a whole on some stuff that is very close to my heart, and that is the belief that zero incidents is possible. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, and Mark, I think you're so right. It's not just the belief that zero is possible. We have to move as an industry. It's the expectation that zero is possible. You know, we find that too many times people talk about their journey to zero. They talk about target zero. They talk about a goal of zero. And... Quite frankly, that's limiting our thinking. And when we limit our thinking that it's only a goal, it's only a target, it's only a journey, and while those things are true, it limits our thinking. The minute we start thinking that we expect that we will do no harm, zero, then it changes how we approach to assure that we actually have every day a perfect HSE day, zero. Yeah, and I, I love that perfect HSE day. That's something that y'all adopted internally in Baker a while back. And the numbers between when you first started working toward this goal and now, literally, you started off with very few. Per- the very first in twenty in, in twenty twelve when we first did it, it was a big. It was a bit of a, oh my goodness, what happens if we set every day a perfect day and we don't have any? We had twenty two. I'm glad to say that we've increased that every year. Last year, twenty seventeen, two hundred and thirty four perfect HSE days. Wow! No injuries, no accidents, no impact of the environment. Wow! What a journey when you change your mind about expecting zero. Jack, and that is so cool. So not only have you affected all the people that work at Baker Hughes GE, but you're actually out there helping, wanting to help our industry. You've worked with SPE, which if you don't know who SPE is, it's the Society for Petroleum Engineers. Let's talk a little bit about that. You know, Mark, it has been an incredible journey. The SPE back in 2010 and 2011, uh, they brought in over 100 uh, professionals, some thought leaders in the industry globally, like 55 countries were represented. And they began to dialogue, could we get to zero as an industry? And at the time, there's a lot of feelings that, yes, we could, but many things would have to happen. 
we started in 2015 and then again in 2016 to restart that conversation. And I was honored with the SPE in a new series to go around the globe, all the oil basins. We talked to over 850 people. They not only said that zero was possible, in fact, 70% said it's possible. We had another 20% that said maybe, and we had 10 that said no. But the key was the shift from where it was in 2010 to where it is now that it is possible. We just need to know how. And we've been able to produce, it was just issued in March, an SPE technical report getting to zero and beyond the path forward. In fact, we just launched it in Abu Dhabi at the International HSE Conference that SPE does every two years. Oh, that's so neat. Is it phenomenal? Yeah, really yeah. is. And, and the thing I think is so cool about it is that I remember 22, 23 years ago when, when executives in our industry were talking about zero incidents. And as soon as you left that meeting, the guys that were running the business were going, yeah, that's all talk. We can't do it. Now it's changing. And, yeah, and it, I, it, it's moved from, oh, it's the thing we have to say to the thing we must do. That's a big, that's a big difference from where we were as an industry a few years ago. Yeah, a huge difference. And it just makes me proud to be part of an industry where we care in our hearts of hearts yes. that our people want to go home safe every day with all their fingers, all their toes. Mentally, one piece. One piece, yeah. Exactly. You know, you talked about our HSC Perfect Day, which is one of the reasons, quite frankly, that SPE came to us and said, if we're going to go on this journey to zero, we need to be able to point our fingers for some examples of where it's been done. And the HSC Perfect Day just was hand in glove right into that. And now I'm happy to say there are about 10 other companies who also have perfect HSE days, and that's what's driving their journey to zero. We now have a little club. We used to be alone. Now we have a club of those companies who are with us on this journey having their own version of perfect HSE day. That is, that is literally incredible. Well, you know, it makes you, it makes you really feel proud of an industry and the colleagues that make it up that we're not stuck in the past. We're able to take new thinking, new innovation, new technology, and actually make a very big difference, not just for us as an industry, but for the community that we serve. Yeah. For people that are walking by, if you have any questions, we have a wireless mic, feel free to walk up, ask your question. So one of the things that the other thing I think is really cool is, you know, this industry was built on the back of roughnecks, you know, wildcatters. We're a competitive bunch. One of my favorite things about this zero incident movement we're doing as an industry is competition goes out the door. We're all in it together. I don't care if, if we compete in other levels around safety for our people, we don't compete. No, and it's, no. it's, it's nice when it comes to safety. There should be no competition. I don't want to get hurt. The person I work next to doesn't want to get hurt. We don't want to get hurt. There's, there's actually skin in the game from a standpoint of doing what's necessary to remove the hazards, remove the risk, get the right controls in place. But it starts with a, with a change in attitude, a change in mindset. HSE is an incredible common denominator. And I'm seeing greater collaboration across the industry on HSE than ever before. Yeah, me too. I'm seeing data being shared, which just helps drive safety for everybody. I'm seeing people share best practices. I'm seeing operators not just push safety down to the service companies, but stop and go, how should we do this? You're the expert at wherever this is. Tell us how to do this, which 10 years ago, you saw none of that either. No. And in fact, we need more of that. One of the, there's six recommendations that we made in this SPE technical report, getting to zero and beyond. And one of the six of the recommendations was we have to get to a no risk in sharing culture as an industry. 
Too many times we have incidents and we're afraid to share them. And when we're afraid to share them, then there is no learning. And because we don't learn, then we're destined to repeat the same mistakes. And so there are other industries that do a much better job, quite frankly, of sharing their incidents. Look at the airline industry, for example. Look at the nuclear industry, for example. They have an incident. They share that incident and they learn so it doesn't happen again. And as oil and gas, that's where we need to be. And why do you think they're afraid of sharing? Well, part of the reason is is the regulations don't don't work necessarily in our favor. They're very prescriptive as opposed to proscriptive. And there's the fear of litigation. People are afraid because there's a different liability associated with being able to share. But there are ways through that, through the SPE and with Bessie, we're working for the uh, Outer Continental Shelf to create safe OCS, safe Outer Continental Shelf. And we're using the Bureau of Transportation Safety to create a safe environment where we can actually come and share, similar to where the aviation industry does, and where we can have learnings without fear of liability, that that would then have a, a negative impact on somebody's business. Yeah, the other thing I see a lot of is that lately we share the fact that we had an incident but it stops there. We don't share what was the root cause, what's the best practice, have we seen this before, what's our recommended way to mitigate that risk. That's the real meat and potato stuff that we need to right. share. And, and Mark, we, in order for us to change our thinking and then be a part of helping the industry change their thinking, we said we had to lead by example. Last February 2017, we had a very tragic incident in Brazil. Mm -hmm. That left one worker dead and three other workers injured. What we did was unprecedented. Through the SBE, we created a safe space. We invited, we had 40, 50 other companies and representatives come. We shared in a four hour session, everything about that incident from the root cause to what we found because we determined there was an industry practice that has been in place for 30 to 40 years that needed to be challenged and changed. Wow. We did not want to limit that to the present way we share incidents, which is typically something in writing that maybe gets emailed and maybe gets passed along and you happen to see it. And you never then, to your point, Mark, get to, well, what, what really happened? What do I really need to change? So what we did is we went around to every operator in private sessions, and then we hold an industry session in our, in our big auditorium out at our campus here in Houston, invited them in, asked questions. In fact, we even had the work crew in Brazil travel from Brazil and be a part of that meeting to where it's open and transparent. Wow. That's you talk about changing of. thinking. Oh yeah. And 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 the people who attended that said, "Wow. You were able to share things for us which now not just in this particular practice, but they saw the parallel in other practices that they too are now going to go back and check and change." Literally, you made my eyes water up. I mean, the fact that y'all were able y'all cuz you were walking out on a limb on that one. You have to, you know, if you're going to play in this space, you have to be willing to lead. And if we're really going to get to zero, we need more people out leading. Go where it's uncomfortable, because if you stay where it's comfortable, that's old thinking. If you go where it's uncomfortable, that's new thinking. And we'll be able to get to zero in this industry. I really believe it. The more people change their thinking. No, I agree with you 100%. Hey, if you're walking by, this is the Red Wing HSE podcast. This is the number three podcast in the entire planet in the oil and gas industry. We have Jack Hinton here, head of HSE with Baker Hughes. You have a question, walk up, ask a question. We got a guy with a microphone. Be happy to have you go up. But uh, 2018 OTC Red Wings HSE podcast live from the event floor. Abe. You have a question, Abe? 
We always seem to run into him, don't we? Always, yeah. You know, Mark, you keep saying Baker Hughes, and I'm glad you do. It's a great company. You know, I, I, I had the honor to be at the New York Stock Exchange on July 3rd of 2017. We took Baker Hughes and GE Oil & Gas, two tremendous companies, bolted them together, and now we have a full-stream offering unlike anything else in the industry. All the way from all the way from molecule to megawatt, all the oil field equipment, all the oil field service bundled in one company. So we call ourselves BHGE now. Uh, Baker Hughes, a GE company. Yeah, I, it's going to take still me three on years to get in the habit of I'll saying Baker working, Hughes I'll GE. Keep yeah, with you. yeah, it's a, and actually the new company is doing some incredible work around a lot of new technologies. Not that I want to get to it on this show, but some of those technologies are going to trickle back into what you're doing. What y'all doing with that predix layer is going to give you data that nobody's been able to quantify for and you can be able to use that to do analytics to drive even more safe operations no it's a digital revolution yeah. and it's great to be at the forefront of that you know we were just in abu dhabi at the spe conference i mentioned we had a booth there and it was unique our booth was not trying to market and sell anything the way typically booths do our booth was a gift back to the industry to share where we are on our journey and what we're doing not only around the perfect HSE day and the expectation of zero, but how we're using technology and innovation to change our thinking with how we make things safer. We have a smart helmet that's just out of this world. We have a, we have a, a, a pair of virtual reality, I can't even call it goggles because it's not goggles, which allows you in real time with the host of people behind you helping you do your job where you're not alone or just with a work team. You have the experts behind you with this virtual reality vision. Yeah, and the thing that a lot of people don't understand is that when you start driving safety metrics in the right direction, you also drive business efficiencies. It used to be people thought those things were opposite, and they're not. Exactly, and in, in, in the pursuit of zero, we're really hitching our wagon to human factors and those organizations who help to move the discipline of human factors forward, and that's those organizations that are HROs, they're highly reliable organizations. Once you get out to that generative space, you're not only driving HSE forward to your point mark, you're driving the business forward, being more creative, being more innovative to find squeezing out every ounce of efficiency, squeezing out every ounce of efficiency and effectiveness. And when we apply that to the HSE space, then the culture just it, it, it doesn't stop. It just keeps going higher and higher. Yeah, and it, it's really fascinating to watch that culture being adopted of we're never happy, right? We, we, yeah. we get there, and we want to move it again, and we want to again. And that, that feedback form is, is, is fundamentally changing the way that our industry thinks, not just in HS&E, but from, from well completions to sputting a well to refining products. It's, it's, and it's, I think it's really cool to see what has for so long been an industry that didn't like change to actually to start to become an industry is starting to look at change as a competitive advantage. What we're seeing change is being helped with the desire for change is now considered healthy as opposed to unhealthy, which is very unique. I have a, a good colleague of mine who's into, who's into neuroscience and into the social brain, and she tells us that this state of chronic unease is not a natural state, that the human mind, the human being, does not like to stay in that state of chronic unease. And that's a phrase we've always used around being generative in our culture. And when I look at that, I hear her, and 
if you consider it unhealthy to be a chronic unease, then yes, it's a state that you don't really want to be in. But if you consider that it's healthy, it's exciting, it's moving you towards pleasure as opposed to pain, as the social brain experts tell us, then it is a state that you want to be in. So, But it's the changing of our thinking that change is actually good and we should desire it, particularly in the HSC space. Just teaching everybody to embrace exactly what should have been embraced a very long time ago. Yeah, because because we have to get to the place where we look at our, our safety performance as an industry and we no longer can say that where we are with our statistics, with maybe a little bit of percent improvement. If you look at fatalities over the last couple of years in our business, they're trending upwards. That is not acceptable. No. So our present thinking cannot remain. We have to change our thinking and really say and adapt. zero. Yeah. It's absolutely there will be no harm. Yeah. 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 And so it's a little disconcerting to me that the actual incidents in our industry has went down for the last decade. But unfortunately, loss of life has not. It's kind of Correct. flatlined. Correct. What do you think the next steps are that we need to do as an industry to change that trend? Yeah. And so... You know, when, when we look at that, if just, let me just cite the, the SPE technical report that was just out, getting uh-huh. to zero and beyond the path forward. Uh, there, are, there are six basic things that we said we have to do. One, we have to change our thinking that zero has to be an expectation. It can't be a goal. Right. The second thing we have to do is we have to learn from those organizations that are mature out in that highly reliable organizational space. The third thing is we really have to use, and I stress the word use, leading indicators. A lot of people are playing around with leading indicator space, but I don't think we're using them. It's just like, oh, we have to have them. And so we have one or two, but we're really not using them. And we need to determine for the industry what's going to be the leading indicator that we're really getting to zero and using human factors. The fourth thing is we're just going to have to collaborate. This is not one company alone that needs to do this. We have to open up and share more as other companies about what we're doing in the human factor space to get to zero. The fifth thing, as I'd mentioned before, we have to have a no risk to sharing culture. Right. We've got to break out of this. I, I go way back into the, the get smart days and they had the cone of silence that came down. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> and so we cannot, we cannot continue to have this cone of silence around being fearful to share incidents and we have to learn and then the last thing is i think we really have to work hand in hand with our regulators oh, regulators yeah. to create the right environment that moves us towards human factors as opposed to some of the prescriptive things that we have and help create the safe environment i, I, I highly recommend go get that report look at it the industry asked for it they said how do we do this that's what i and a group of colleagues did we wrote this report go to sbe technical reports and download it it's free yeah, and we'll put a link in the show notes so that people can download it and listen to it later. Now, Paige, that's your world, that regulatory world. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was my world. Yeah. It's not really what I do anymore, but, but yes. From a safety point of view, how much weight do you think the, our, the regulators here in the U.S. have to do with working with the operators to ensure safety? Relationships are just important. In order to get anything done and done properly, you, you have to have that relationship, especially with your government, whoever has jurisdiction over said area. And so, yeah, it's incredibly important. And you, you just you got to kind of suck it up and talk to them. Yeah. Just and Paige, or, they and, don't, and, or they don't listen. And Paige, to that point, I'm very happy that I would say over the last two years, 
the level of cooperation and collaboration with Bessie, the National Academy of Science, the Center for Offshore Safety, the industry, it has really radically changed. There's a lot going on in that space, and I think it's really, really welcome. I'm anxious to see what the ultimate outcome is going to be from all that collaboration. To me, if you collaborate, you're going to end up at a better spot than well, being adversarial. Right, and, and, and I'm, I'm so glad to hear that because I was really worried after Macondo how that how everything had radically changed from the minimum, you know, when it was the MMS and now that it is Bessie. Bessie. So it's good to hear. No, I'm, I'm, I'm quite pleased with how that's going. Good, good. Yeah, if everybody walking by, this is the Red Wing hs e podcast. This is the third largest podcast in the world in the oil and gas industry. If you have any questions, we have Jack Hinton sitting here. We have a microphone floating around. And then I see Chris out in the audience. I saw Tito earlier with Red Wing. Let's give some of their stuff away for free. If you want one of these awesome offshore bags, which everybody claims that they can't get their hands on, pull your cell phone out right now. Text rig bag one word, R-I-G-B-A-G, to 555-888, and you'll be entered to win automatically. That's rig bag to 555-888, and you'll be automatically read. Or go to redwingshoes.com forward slash podcast. No purchase necessary. See official site for rules and details. Does that mean I can sign up for it? Uh, no. Dang. <laughs> Jack can, though. <laughs> so, Jack, we're getting close to winding the show down. I want to thank you for coming aboard. I also want to thank you for making the trip out here to Odyssey to talk about this. I'm really excited to read the report that you worked with SPE on. I think it's just unbelievably awesome how much that you're giving back, not only to your own company, but to the industry as a whole. And, you know, we're going to pack the back of SPE as well because they also helped you writing this report. We'll put a link in the show notes, people. Go out there and read it. Jack, uh, thank you so much for being on the show today. I know you got to get back to your booth, which is actually right behind us. We'll get this thing edited and get it out. And like I said, uh, anybody wants to understand about the new super full stream service company out there, it's Baker Hughes GE. We'll put a link to the new uh, company there as well. BHGE. BHGE. That's yeah. what I'm here for. Yeah. Correct everything. You so want you, my safety moment? <laughs> uh, yes, we have a safety moment today. Absolutely. I, um, th this is really unique. We're really focusing on the role that leaders play. It, it's, it's different than just setting the tone at the top. It's really caring and being the leader that you sh should be. And so we've transformed what leadership visits are about. I had a leader share with me the other day. They went to another country, had a visit with a group of people and our country operation there, and there's some things that the leaders are engaging with. They ask, do you know what our five fundamentals are? I won't bog down the safety moment with those five fundamentals, but if you want to know, send me an email and I'll tell you those <laughs> are really transformative. And he asked for a show of hands of the five fundamentals. And he was not satisfied with the right number of hands that went up, so he stopped and he took the time to tell them what the five fundamentals were. And he was sharing this with me and he was very, very proud that he did that, that he took the time to go off script and explain the five fundamentals. I asked him a question. I said, what conversation did you have with the leader of that team about your expectation of why you only had a few hands show? He paused and he was very thoughtful and he looked at me and he said, Jack, I missed it as a leader because I didn't take the right opportunity to make sure my expectation was clear and I took it on myself. When I heard that, that told me that where we are on our culture journey of having leaders really lead HSE and get the expectations right and not be just at that proverbial cliche level, I knew we had arrived. So as leaders, the safety moment is get away from cliches 
really have the heartfelt conversation, listen to employees, just don't walk them through the vocabulary. Yeah, love it. That's beautiful. Yeah, owned up to it straight up. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jack, thank you so much for being on the show. Mark Page, thank you so much. Thank you. Always good to be with you. Yeah. So, folks, don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Red Wings Oil and Gas HSC Podcast, a production of the Global Oil and Gas Network. Learn more from Mark LaCour at modalpoint.com. Connect with Patrick Pister at leanoilfield.com. From Houston to London to Dubai and beyond.